Well, of course. Uh, the Pat Dan Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Build up in our emergency departments, A and E's, trolleys, and so on. And to give us an insight on what we can expect and what the situation is on the front line, it's a pleasure to welcome Paul Cullen, health editor of the Irish Times. Happy New Year to you, Paul. And to you, Ivan. Thank you for having how, me. How do we compare year on year? Because we, we have surges of flu and COVID and so on, and, and the GP system not able to cope. Um, what, what's the picture looking like? Well, I suppose the context is, if anybody can remember 12 months ago, um, it was a disaster. It was an absolute plane crash of a, a situation where uh, by the time we got into the second week of January, we had over a thousand patients on trolleys and that was because we had flu covid and other bugs circulating and the system couldn't cope now this year they've tried to pull out all the stops to minimize something like that as you know as we're looking forward there's an elect there are a bunch of elections coming up so no minister for health wants to have it on uh, on their record that uh, another um huge overcrowding crisis occurred after christmas um so i you know i think uh, most of us who uh, whether the time of since over Christmas will know there's a lot of bugs around, a lot of flu, good bit of COVID, other stuff too. We had it in our house. Um, but um, it's not reflected in the uh, figures so far. It, 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 the, the health system is only waking up, I suppose, uh, at least in terms of recording figures um, since t- from today. But there's 320 patients on trolleys this morning. Uh, that's about double what there was on New Year's Eve. Um, but it would be well down on what we experienced last year. So as the GPs open today, the hospitals start uh, gearing up again in January. This will increase during the week and it'll only be towards the end of the week that we get a true sense of quite how bad it is. But with 320 patients on trolleys, another 300, mind you, uh, who are in what's called surge capacity. They're not quite right in the right bed, but they are at least in a bed and not on a chair or on a, on a trolley. So, so what, what I'm picking up from you, Paul, is that when things get really bad, they cancel elective uh, hospital appointments. Yeah, that, we haven't, yeah. Oh, they've got to that stage? Well, no, no, they've they, they preemptively been doing that in a lot of hospitals. Uh, and if you remember, there was uh, some controversy uh, before Christmas as well, there, there, there are tougher discharge rules. Um, so the hospital management are able to discharge patients once they're well more quickly. So they've done what they can to clear the space uh, and um, the beds that might have been occupied by people getting elective surgery in the next week or two. In many hospitals, they've been kept free for, for, for the expected surge through the emergency department. Uh, there's no doubt, anecdotally, everyone I know, including myself for the last eight weeks, <laughs> uh, they've had colds and flus and yeah. green stuff coming out of every orifice. One of the things, <clears throat> excuse me, is, is that I'm not aware of is kids with RSV. Apparently mm. it's some sort of respiratory illness. What is RSV? Yeah, uh, RSV is respiratory syncytial virus um, and it's a a virus that is out there. We don't measure it quite as much uh, in the way we measure flu or COVID, um, but it is proving very, very um, overwhelming, particularly for children's hospitals. It doesn't just affect children. Uh, The next most affected group would be older people. But uh, particularly last year and also this year, um, particularly this year, we've had massive numbers of uh, patients, almost a thousand uh, in the children's hospitals who are 
um, were, were receiving treatment uh, because of RSV. It, it doesn't tend to be fatal, but it is very scary for the parents and for the kids um, because they have extreme breathing difficulties. Generally, they're taken into hospital, they're, they're hydrated and they're given a bit of help and then most of them are okay again. But um, it, 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 is, it is becoming a big issue. One of the better things perhaps this year is that the RSV has peaked. So while it's still very high, um, it's going down while flu is coming up. So hospitals are not um, faced with uh, twin uh, demics, as they were called last year. Um, so there's a bit of spacings, which might help with the, 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 the management of patients this, this winter. And the other thing about RSV is there, there are new uh, treatments, vaccines uh, that have been available, uh, developed last year. And I'd say by next year, they will probably be available in some form um, on the public system. Um, but that consideration is ongoing. It won't be uh, of any help this winter. What did you make of the spat at the end of last year after the budget, whereby Bernard Gloucester, the CEO of the HSE, said, look, this budget for 2024 is fictitious. It doesn't take account to the outturn of 2023. Uh, Robert Walsh has turned from gamekeeper to poacher. Mm. As Secretary General, uh, Stephen Donnelly saying one thing, Pascal Donoghue another. Me thinks, you know, there might be a change of government in November when the money would actually run out. What was your assessment of all that? I think health services everywhere are put to the pin of their collar to do what they need to do with ageing populations and increasing costs. Uh, Stephen Donnelly kept making the point about medical inflation being much higher than even the high inflation that we've seen generally. Um, it is the case that it, if left unchecked, I think health spending would just go through the roof, would eat the entire national budget of any Western country. And, and we are a country, although we've got away with it uh, up to now because we've had a relatively young population, our population is now ageing at a faster rate than almost any other country in Europe. So we really have an issue there. Uh, and the, the spat you referred to, the differences in the estimated amounts between the two sides were, were massive. And if you remember, those di- those differences of billions of euro, um, they continue year on year and therefore it gets ever wider. So there's a real problem in, in assessing um, what is needed um, to, to run the health service. Generally, anybody close to the health service, be they union, staff, um, department, HSE, they will wave the flag for, um, for increased funding, as you know, um, but I would say from my experience, um, I see very little, until very recently, I see very little um, emphasis on making savings, on um, productivity. That's a new word that's come in in the last few months that um, the uh, minister has been using. But up to now, um, basically, because of the COVID legacy, uh, it, it was a time when money was thrown at the health service sure. for obviously good reason. And that time is coming to an end now. And Pascal Donoghue has been signalling that. So, so, I mean, the two sides are really going to have to sit down and sort out what they actually agree on uh, will run the health service. And as you know, the wider economic outlook is is, is not yeah. so good. And, so and the, it's the all fine and dandy. It will have to be t- turned off in some way. When, when there's a six-fold increase in corporation tax receipts from £4 mm. billion to £24 billion over a decade, everything can be paid, paid for. But if the winds change there. Finally, I want to ask you about this uh, HICWA 
a report or freedom of information, uh, hospital patients have complained about the quality of food. Air-chilled mush, I quote, out-of-date half-eaten yoghurts, cold tea, uh, limited access to water. I have to say that I've been in hospital visiting patients recently and I thought the food was superb. Like, one size does not fit all here. What or where are the complaints? Yeah, I think... think, uh the perception would be that um, the overall quality of hospital food has improved. The services to patients has improved. Um, But as you say, one size doesn't fit all. Um, uh, There are uh, differences between different hospitals. The the Rotunda, for example, its catering department has won awards, uh, has been praised for serving what people have described as cordon bleu food uh, in in a hospital. So So some hospitals... Just as with trolleys are showing that it can be done and uh, that, you know, inferior food is not uh, something that we, that has to be accepted. There have to, I suppose, you know, I mean, you're talking about uh, hospitals where half the patients are probably in the older age group uh, and have particular um, taste in food. Younger people might have, have different ones. And I suppose some hospitals would be smaller ones in particular would be, um, challenge to provide that range of food. But remember also that staff eat in hospitals too and um, it, it's quite frequent to hear staff complain that, uh, particularly ones working on night shifts, um, that they're unable to get food or drink in the hospital or that there are only vending machines or that the vending machines are empty. So, while you know, I think while uh, they, some hospitals could do better, I think the Minister would be very happy to hear um, it, it, if the only complaints about the health service were about hospital food and not about its core business of uh, minding patients and and making them well again and getting them in and out as fast as possible. Yeah, the biggest problem is waiting lists, isn't it? It is waiting lists and the emergency department chaos. And again, as I said earlier, um, there's a big disparity in performance there. I mean, there's six or seven hospitals who account for majority of people on trolleys today as as every day. Um, And uh, so I suppose the wish for 2024 with that with the knowledge gained and with the money that's, that, that has been provided up so far, that maybe by the end of 2024, some of those hosts will be brought into line and, and have a, a, you know, a, more, a better performance in the way they, they, they handle their patients. All right. Uh, a very good overview of the health service there. Uh, health editor with the Irish Times, Paul Cullen, thank you indeed. And do uh, WhatsApp us on 087-1400-106. If you have a good or bad story about hospital food and the regular text line is 53106. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.